Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Bob Now's Best podcast. Brand new podcast covering specific things in our industry. So that's kitchens, interiors, bedrooms, and the construction, everything in between. My name's Anthony Taylor and I'm a sales manager with BKNC. And I'm joined by our managing director, the man of the show, Mr. Bob Ruler. Hello. Hi, Anthony. How you doing? I'm good, thank you. So this is our first episode. It's a bit, it's new to both of us. So we're going to sort of go down what we think's best, and hopefully people who listen to it are going to enjoy it too. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to introduce BKNC to people who might not know who we are or have heard of us and don't know what we're about. So first thing we're going to talk about is what is BKNC. BKNC is a partnership between myself and a international. Uh, branded German kitchen company, Nolte. Uh, we've been in existence uh, for a, many a year now, and we specialise in doing work in the construction industry, from houses to apartments. Um, we've done many prestigious sites and jobs over the years, and um, that's really what we do, and supply and fit in, and doing everything, from appliances to stone and everything, and we have a great team. I agree. I agree, Charlie. I'm glad to be part of that team. Okay, glad you're a part of it. Actually, <laughs> that's great. Thank you. Um, why did you start BKNC? Tell me the story behind it. Oh, it's a long story. Um, I used to work for a, a London builders' merchants um, when I was a young man, and um, found I enjoyed working for them actually, and um, um, sort of working with the managing director at the time. Um, he was we sort of drifted into kitchens. Um, because it was something different to sell from bricks, blocks, and bathroom suites. Um, so we had a, a, a grounding of customers that were in the building industry. And we started with a, a German brand called Aulo, and um, we, you know, we started a, a separate side to the, um, the builders' merchants' um, business in kitchens. Um, and then back in t- 1993, um, I moved north um, to set a similar sort of thing up for a, a northern builders merchants um, and that was very good and that's where I met Dave Rutter who's one of my, my right hand man who's been with me for many years um, and got fed up with working for people, didn't like their attitude to the way they treated people so decided to do it on my own and that's really basically it. Fair enough, can't argue that logic. So 1993 is when BKNC started, is it? Yeah, B, we started as BK Installations. BK Installations, right. Um, and our first office was at um, a little place um, in Cheshire. Um, and it started from there, really. And, we, you know, and then we built up, um, we was doing Alno then. Um, we changed in... Um, 2004 to Nolte um, because we could see the Alno product wasn't um, doing what it used to do um, and that was a really good move and um, yeah we, as I say then we just done sort of uh, prestigious projects from London to Newcastle um, we're now based in Wrexham and have been for many years um, yeah it's good I mean it's hard the construction industry is hard and it's Obviously, with these um, times we find ourselves in at the moment, the whole world's hard, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. we try, we you know, we try to give um, 
better look to a kitchen, a better um, sales point for the clients to actually sell to their clients. Um, and we like to work with our clients very early on to develop a real partnership. You know, we're a small company, we don't need a million customers, but I like good customers that we can work with. Yeah. And that's really what the basis of the business has been built on. Great. So BK installations where it started. So we know BKNC, obviously the NC is naughty contracts. Yeah. What does the BK stand for? Well, it's really a funny story, that. <laughs> uh, I had a, a partner when I first started, um, a guy um, called Keith, and I'm Bob. Right. And um, we sat in a pub in Cheshire, and we couldn't think of a name for the company. So, not BK, Bob BK, and Keith. Yeah, no. And that was it. And everybody's interpreted that in many different ways. Best kitchens. Bob's um, kitchens. Bob's kitchens. <laughs> and every other way you can put something together. But that is a true story. It was a, Keith Pryor was my partner in them days. And sadly, um, he's no longer with us. He's passed away. Yeah. And he's a great man. And um, it was BK, Bob and Keith's kitchens. Bob and Keith's kitchens were... Uh, there you have it. Okay, why did you choose sort of the, the North Wales, Wrexham, Chester? That's that a funny story because um, Dave Rutter has been with me since the start, since I moved to the north of England, um, was based in Warrington. And my wife, this is another funny story, right? <laughs> my wife worked for Lloyd's Bank at the, pro, at the time when we moved north with our three young children. And so she got a transfer Lloyd's Bank, she was a bank manager. And she got a transfer to a place called Ellesmere. Now, me being a southern, southern person that's never really been out the south of England, <laughs> thought it was Ellesmere Port. And I said to Judy, you don't want to live in Ellesmere Port. You know, nothing wrong with Ellesmere Port. We didn't really fancy it. Um, so, um, anyway, she got the job there. So, one, one Sunday morning, I said, let's go out and have a look at your bank. Where are you going to be working? We can go, we're going to have to rent somewhere. This was in November, and I was starting work for the firm I was joining on the 2nd of January the following year. So we had to move pretty quick. Anyway, the kids were all asleep in the back of the car, the wife was asleep in the front, and I was doing about oh, excess of the speed limits on the M1. <laughs> and um, I looked down at her letter of employment, and it said Ellesmere Shropshire. Now, this is another thing. I didn't know where Shropshire was. No one about Ellesmere. <laughs> so, so anyway, it's before sat nav as well. We didn't have sat nav, so out come the MacBook. Oh God, I've got to go down the M54. So I went down the M54 through Shrewsbury, and ended up in a lovely village called Ellesmere in Shropshire, which is like the mini Lakeland, Lake Lakelands. You know, it's got meers and it's beautiful. Yeah, Ellesmere. And I right. found this beautiful little Lloyd's Bank, and that was her bank. And um, and then funny enough, I looked up, and there's a sign there, Warrington, 42 miles. Well, as I was living in uh, Southend-on-Sea and travelling to Stratford for many years, which was, funny enough, 42 miles away. And that journey used to take me anything between an hour and a half and four hours, depending wow. on traffic on oh, the yeah. A127 or the A13. So, 42 miles, I said to the wife, I said, well, I like it around here, let's see how long it... Anyway, it took me 45 minutes to get to Warrington. So, for me, it was a, it was a godsend, it was lovely. So, um, anyway, that's why we ended up here. When then I decided to start on our own, and after three years of traveling up and down to Warrington, I decided that I'm gonna bring it a bit nearer home, and between me and Dave Rutter, Wrexham seemed to be the ideal place. Plus here, um, Wrexham is, you know, you can be in Newcastle in two and a half hours, you can be in London in two and a half yeah. hours. Um, 
Chester, good training links, um, and that's only going to get better. So it's worked out very well. We start, we, we had um, a small unit, then we had a, a bigger unit, and then we bought this unit that we're in now, and um, in its uh, substantial size. Um, it, it just works, it works very well. You know, we can distribute all over the country from here. Um, yeah, this works good. Yeah, it's, an, it's it is a nice location in terms of you can get you've got that reach. You're not based in the north or the west or the east or the, as yeah, such. I you mean, Manchester's an hour and ten yeah. minutes away. Birmingham's an hour and ten minutes away. Yeah. You know, an hour, an hour and three quarters London. You know, um, so it is. It's a very good central place to operate from, and um, and it's a, and it's a nice, nice premises, nice place. You know, and, yeah. uh, so it's nice for the staff to enjoy as well because it's a nice building. Yeah, it is a lovely building. So, um, you know, so so no, yes, it's, it's, it's worked well for us. Great. Okay. So now you're, now you're looking at BKNC after all these years. Is it how you pictured it was going to be? We started when when we started our client base. Um, we wanted something different, and what we used to do, we used to supply them something different because German product was very new to the contract market in those. And now all the German major big manufacturers are knocking at the door in the contract market. Um, and so that then got the client, the, the developers, then going back to how they used to think, and it was all price, price, price. And it's been over the last two, three years, it's been very price driven. But everybody can put boxes on a wall. You know, we're reshaping the company back into the way it was started back in the day that we want to offer our clients better different designs, we aim to get to their budgets, we work with them to get a specification that's correct for the development, of course every development is different, um, and we work with all major brands, Southstone and all the major appliance brands, um, to try and get something a little bit different, you know, um, and Nolte is a superb product and um, you know, all through the problems we've had, we've had great supplies from them and great support. So. Um, yeah, no, but we like to get to work with our clients very early and try, you know, if you're buying a house for half a million pounds, we're doing a local site down the road um, for a developer, and they gave, we've done some basic designs with our kitchens, which I think were appalling, right? But, <laughs> so I shouldn't really say that, I suppose. But every client on there, um, the, the sales directors told them to come to our showroom, and every client is upgraded. So it shows to me when people are buying a, a house or a property, it's a big purchase of life, that spending a couple of thousand pounds extra on a kitchen, people see, they can touch it, they can feel it, they love the cosmetic look of it, right? Uh, a brick, do they really pick up on what a brick looks like? You know, mm. um, and it's like, I used to do um, a lot of work with a um, um, real um, uh, great developer back in the late 70s and 80s when I was with Younger Martins. And that developer used to have, uh, when he went into a, uh, his estate, he always had a, a show house that was stunning. And when you touched the door handle, it was quality. When you shut the door, it was quality. It wasn't like paper. 
you know, and we started supplying them kitchens because our kitchens were better. It was in that same reel, mm -hmm. and um, and it worked very well, you know. And I, and I, I just think as the market's now moving in the way it's going to shape up with this on-glooming sort of times coming with the um, money being tight or anything, I think people are going to be looking for a bit more, and I think developers are going to have to give them a bit more. Um, and that's where I think with our expertise and designers and working with interior designers, we can hopefully um, hope, hope, help our customers to achieve that. I, I agree. So, I mean, when, when we come to the question, is it how your picture really started? What you're basically saying is it's that... It's going back to how it started yeah, when I started. That, yeah, so you know what I mean? It's sort of turned the whole circle. And the ethos is still remaining yeah, the same, though. Yeah, and, and even the likes of the... Um, when I started back importing German kitchens, they all made their own doors. Mm -hmm. Now they all buy their doors from the same sources. So uh, uh, one brand looks very much similar to the next brand. Yeah. But I think they are now changing because they can't, the world as it is, right, they've decided, hold on a minute, we've got to have something, we've all come down to the same price, we never make our kitchens look different for each brand. And I think, so I think the whole thing's coming back to that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So when we when we're talking about the German or European products, what are the big benefits? What made you take on Europe uh, in terms of well, supplying those kitchens? In Britain, um, we have two or three large manufacturers that cater to the contract market. We, when we're, you know, we, we have fitted two hundred and fifty kitchens in a week on various sites. Sadly, there's not um, an independent British company that can, can cater for the quality and the quantities that we need. Right? And, the, and I don't think that's right because I think Britain, we should invest money and we should make things in this country. And I think we're going to have to go back to doing that mm. for the long term. Maybe not in my lifetime, we won't benefit it, but it's, but a country's got to make cars, it's got to make motorbikes, it's got to make fridges, it's got to make ovens. Um, but at the present moment, we don't. So the, Ger the Germans and the Europeans, especially the Germans, we order 50 kitchens from Nolte. They come in, they come in when they say they're going to come in, they come in up. 99.9% .9 all the time complete. So therefore, we can schedule to our customers and give them an honest answer. Yes, you're going to have that next Tuesday. And, you know, yeah. and my head out of high water, it will go there next Tuesday. Mm -hmm. You know, um, when I've dealt with British manufacturers, and I have done over the years, it's all manana. We don't know when we're getting the stuff. It turns up after it's missing. You can't do that. It's just, it doesn't work. Yeah. It's hard enough in the construction industry without making it harder. Because the house has got a million people that work on it, right, and a million bits in it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a very complicated thing. People don't. People look at a house and think it just grows out of the ground. It don't. I mean, the guys have to put everything together. You know, the planning, the um, groundworks, and the interior look is the last thing. But that is what people see and touch. That's why I think it's so important. Yes. Yeah, I've got to be honest. My my first real exposure to the the German and European sort of kitchen products was when I started working for BK. And you can see the difference. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a shame because we should yeah. be able to produce it. I'm British. I'm absolutely staunch British, and I and I I will buy British anywhere and where I can, right? But sadly, um, 
we become a very service industry um, country. Um, and back, I mean, when I was a kid, back in the 60s, we had 20 car manufacturers. We have none now that we own. Um, you know, um, it's a sad situation. And I think repeatedly the governments of this country have let us down because we should have invested in infrastructure, transport, and developed um, our own products and our own brands. You know, um, Europe have done that. You know, you know, after the Second World War, I mean, I was repping when I was 18, 19 in East London, and there was bomb sites, and people were still finding bombs and things. But people, but we were still finding bombs. Yeah, there's bombs. <laughs> like, you know, you know, in the Isle of Dogs, you know, I was on a site and they found a bomb and there was no health and safety in that days. It was just run to the pub. You know, <laughs> it was unbelievable. Like, the pub was here, like, you know, let's get there. But the, the, the thing being, the thing being, right, we've got to start making things again. It's, it's, it's just criminal. Well, you know, I mean, I'm just looking in my car park here, right? There's a Volkswagen, there's a Renault, there's a Skoda, there's a Honda, right? The, the, uh, 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 Citroen, um, there's a Nissan, there's a Mini, there's a Fiat. Yeah. Even my car, bloody BMW, yeah, it's a great car. But why haven't we got Rover? Why haven't we got Jag Jaguar owned by Britain, not owned by Tata? Mm. You know, it, it just seems that the, we've lived a very, very, in my lifetime, I've had a fantastic life in the industry and I've had a great time. Right, but we, it's very short-lived because now I think the, ch the generations after me and then my generation are going to really suffer because we don't make things. So we've gone off on a bit of a tangent, but it's actually a really interesting one because it's still on point. So why do you think that's happened? As somebody who specialises in importing a product from Europe to supply to the UK market, why do you think we're not doing that? Not us as in BK, as in, I, in a country. I personally think when we joined the EU, for five or seven nations trading with each other back in 1974, I believe it was, um, we gave up the coast. We wasn't in a very strong position. We had to go into the EU because the pound was so weak. We had a hypo inflation of about 30%. Um, Germany was already strong in production. Um, when I was a kid, you didn't see a BMW or a Mercedes on the road. And if you did, it was always a Mercedes. Um, because the fact is that twenty, I think, twenty-two percent tax import duties on them. Wow. So directly, we went into Europe. All them cars became available at the right price, um, and I think we just strive to, to having foreign goods. But also, we let ourselves down, didn't we? I mean, you know, I mean, Leyland took over all the brands of Britain. You know, um, put them all under one hat, and they just didn't do it properly. And you know, us as a race, we didn't get behind it. And, the government put money into it without controlling where they, the money was going, so it was just paying people's wages as opposed to development in machinery and making a good product. You know, I mean, I had a Rover back in the day, right? <laughs> right. Everywhere I went, I never turned up in it. If it was over 100 miles, it'd break down. <laughs> I, I was on first name terms with the RAC. <laughs> I, honestly, I tell him, Mr. Rua, hiya, how you doing? <laughs> oh, we've stopped again, they tell me back, chuck me into the local Rover dealer, they'd twiddle with it, but don't know what's wrong with it, it's running now, and off I go. 100 miles plus it stopped. Wow. Like, I mean, that's the sort of things we did, you know, and it was crazy, and uh, yeah, 
but you know it's history now that we've just got to turn the corner we've got to get back to britain being britain again how confident are you will do that i don't think i'm very confident until we get a government that will run the country as a business and put i mean i hate i'm not a donald trump fan but we need to put britain first you know we need to put britain first you know we need to um invest money like me we've got a customer base right for me to manufacture kitchens is very difficult because i can't have the quantities and everything of the germans but if a government gave you the money the resources and the tax relief to do this you would try mm -hmm. and you need people to try and some people have failed but then some people succeed and that's how that's how it gets built doesn't it right and but that should have been happening 30 years ago 40 years ago right you know, and now we really are playing catch up you know um, and and okay we've enjoyed high employ high employment but it's in coffee bars cinemas okay it's great but it's not a proper job of somebody going to make a motorbike is it or innovation yeah innovation yeah. And, 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 and i think also i think also with the coronavirus and the other thing like we've had our offices our accounts offices not here now everybody's working from home yeah. and the technology's there to do that so you know a lot of office based jobs are going to be based at home now because um, i think a lot of people have got used to doing that and the technology's there to do it successfully but it's worked for us yeah um but you do still need to come in and make things and, and I, I just you know, I just, I, I'm a bit passionate about it, mate. I just, no, 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 we, you know, everything we've got in our warehouse here is in, coming in from Europe, China, wherever. Um, I'd love it to come, love it to come in from Britain. Okay, so, when we're talking about the, the, the German products, not in particular, let's, let's discuss ours. How, how, how have those products developed? Was it as the, as the catalogue of products grown? Has it always been as large as it is now? What, how do they innovate for their next new thing? Well, it's amazing because it's, uh, Kitchens is boxes. Uh, yeah. These boxes are different. But they look, they, they have a team that constantly looks at innovation, whether it be colour. Um, they look at car colours to, because lots of things in fashion end up in the kitchen fashion maybe two years after they come out um copper yeah you know um so yeah copper which we've had copper cars for the most of five years copper's now coming into the kitchen yeah color range um and basically they've spent in my time right going back to nolta when i first went to nolta factory it was 1998 and there's oh, 1500 people working in that factory Wow, right. even but, then, yeah. Wow, but, but now it's about eight hundred. So automation's automation, taking over. Automation, right, really yeah. And every time I go there, and I'm not going this year because of COVID uh, restrictions and what have you, it seems that the robots are taking over, which is good because it keeps the cost down and everything else. Um, but they're still making things, you know, and people are making the robots. Yeah. So there's still, you know, yeah. there's people being employed in different ways. Um, so, but 
yeah, they just do it well. And they just do it well and they do it on time. And, and the price is, if you go and look at the price of a German kitchen to uh, a branded English kitchen, I don't think there's anything in the price. But there's a million percent difference in the quality. Yeah, that, that, that. that's the difference. You yeah. talk, talked about walking through the factory. We've both been to Nolte ourselves in Germany. Mm, uh, beer is good. T- together. The beer is good, yeah. They do to a nice point. But last time we were there and we went around the factory, but when they're sort of trying to develop something new, even the new colour, it's, it, they're planning this years in oh, advance, yeah. aren't they? Because yeah, be, because it's such a huge process in the, in the production and the manufacturing of even a single kitchen. Mm. If they want to implement a new product or colour, it's it, it years in the making. So they're ahead of the curve, if anything, because yeah. they, they are choosing colours or patterns or finishes that are relevant now, mm. when they weren't relevant. Yeah, they're, they're the trendsetters. Yeah. I mean, the other brand we do is Keller, which is a Dutch kitchen. Um, the reason, I mean, Nolte's 90% of our business. Yes. Um, um, Keller's been brought in for a very um, segment of the market that um, Nolte being a big international brand can't cater for is if you want a sky blue pink door with green blue stripes on it, Keller can make it. Um, they do um, 1950 colours and the NCS colour yeah. colours in soft matte, gives a very individual. So, from our client base, what we do at BKNC, right, we can sit down in front of it. You know, you can as the sales superstar you are, right? <laughs> Sit down in front of a client, and I wouldn't say on price, don't compare us, but compare us to what as a company we can offer. Mm-hmm. Because we have Nalty there, fabulous product, fantastic. And we have Keller there that's so individual that we can create anything an interior designer wants. If you wanted, a, a, say, a sky blue pink door with green stripes, we will make it for it, or Keller will make it for us. And uh, and we, you know, so we, we've got two fantastic brands there, fantastic brands, you know. And then we have our own brand, Cookie. Cookie, yeah. yeah which is, um, I would say, the seventies funky kitchen. <laughs> you know, it's um, it's a brand that uh, we put together, um, and it's colourful, it's youthful. Um, and it's maybe as price sensitive as we want to get to. That's important because from from my perspective, when I'm talking to clients or potential clients, and we are, when you get to that conversation where, okay, this is the product I want versus this is my budget. Sometimes, or I say sometimes, a decent amount of the time that you, you, you can offer the kooky product and it will tick a lot of the clients boxes of what mm. they need in terms of getting a true handleless kitchen at a budget friendly price right. obviously and, with and two, some great colors yeah exactly exactly yeah. you've got your limitations there's a difference between the naughty and the keller stuff when you go down well, yeah, the kooky road you. um you've got it down the road you know about down the road yeah um we introduced Cookie to them, and now they're buying by mainline Nolte and paying the money for mainline Nolte because the fact is they love the product. Yes. And they their customer um, feedback, where they used to get a lot of negatives on the kitchens or no comments on the kitchens, which I think is even worse. Mm-hmm. Now the customer comments are saying, "Well, really nice kitchen, really great, da 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 da." And uh, so it, it, that's yeah. what you want, isn't it? Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
No, you know, it's like you don't buy um, a Jaguar and put a Benetton radio in it, do you? You know, you don't, do you? No, you, you don't. don't. You want a banging Armstrong or something like that. Yeah. You know, the old Benetton radio, like £8.99, you don't put that in a Jag, do you? Or a BMW or Mercedes. I don't think I've heard the brand Benetton in at least 10 years. That's well, that's because of my age. <laughs> That's and, and when I was a kid driving around in an old Escort, yeah, I had the eight-track Benetton, <laughs> right? It was a great big cassette. You won't remember these. A bloody great cassette like this. And you put it in, and it had four tracks. You say you'd have eight tracks on an album, say. And four you, on each side. Yeah, so right. you have to press it. Do do like you know. Wow. Crazy, mate, crazy. Wow. Yeah. But I think that's been a sign thing I saw was a landline phone. Yeah, that, 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 that was this. It was about the, the cassettes were about the size of a VHS cassette. Wow. VHS, there's an old blast from the past. Yeah. Okay, right, so back to BKNC, now we've covered the sort of products. Where is it we stand out from the competition in terms of us as a company? So what I'm referring to would be the staff the service, what we deliver. Right, the values of the company are what, what, well, when we started. We would try to work with our clients to give them a kitchen that they can put into their homes so they, are, they will be proud of, their customers will like, and they'll buy more off us. And we're not working with the clients to achieve this. Um, you know, everybody can put a kitchen price together. But does that help you sell your property? No. What helps you sell is being an individual, better, and the company you deal with, whether it's ours or anybody's, the after-sale service has got to be as good as you can get it. It's never going to be perfect. There's no after-sale services. And anybody says it, they've got a perfect system, they're lying. Right, but our people have to be as good professional and decisive on after sounds as possible right and it's all then all about the part of the service and it's not a customer the first order is the easy order to get the second third fourth and a relationship that's where I that's what I like to do I mean some of the developers we're dealing with and have been dealing with for, since we started and we still are you know and we're still we're part of our team you know so that's what it's all about. Yeah, I, I always like... And, uh, it goes, and it goes with the staff as well. I mean, you work with them, saying, you know. We're a team, you know. You can't all be Ronaldo's. And I am a Manchester United supporter, by the way. But you can't all be Ronaldo's. You need people round the Ronaldo to make the Ronaldo the best. Agreed. Right, we've got Nolte as our Ronaldo. But putting us round Nolte creates a bloody good team yeah you know and that's how yeah. i look at it yeah it's, I, I, I always whenever i'm i'm selling up and crap um i'm always confident that when we have a problem it's fine for me to say <clears throat> excuse me it's fine for me to say that we will support you in any way possible if something goes wrong mm. You're never gonna you're never gonna fit a hundred plots or supply a hundred plots with kitchens and not have no. an issue. No, I mean we do all drawings, we do all yeah um, presentations and drawings. We sit down with the, the people, the M and E guys on site and everything else. But then there's a sales stack 
appears behind the dishwasher. Yes. You know, these things happen. It's a building site. Yeah. But it's how you get, when that situation happens, it's how quick you can react to adapt to get the product finished on time. Right, and at this present moment, it's very hard because we all know we can't get appliances at this present moment for love nor money because they're just not being made. The so-called German appliance brands Chinese components. I've all got Chinese bits inside them. Right, you know, right, yeah. it, you know it, it, so are they Chinese or are they Chinese? You know, it's crazy, absolutely crazy. Yeah, I, I understand. Um, yeah, we, we're having conversations with our clients and saying, well, how's it, you know, it's because yeah. just, you know, the world is a trading place. And, um, you know, that's the problems we're getting at the moment. It's right. It's right. I, I do. I do like our service and our ethos, and and yeah. the fact that <coughs> I can come to you, yeah, or Harry, our deputy manager, or any of the other directors, any of the managers. I, I, we're all here. We're all. Don't matter what yeah. the title is. We've got. No. To, we've got to do the job, and we've got to do the job correctly. You know. Um, and, and now that's what. That's serious. Seriously. If you've got customers got a problem, put it right, and if it costs you, you can sit down. Once it's put right, you can have the conversation with your client. If you don't put it right and you argue and what have you, there's only one conversation you're going to fall out. Yeah. Right. So the, the answer is put it right. He'll respect you for putting it right, and then you can talk about where you go. Right. But until you get, you can't. You know, he didn't want the soul stack to be behind a dishwasher. He didn't want his blokes not to pick it up or we didn't pick it up or whatever it needs to be sorted and, and that's as a small company that we are in the real world right no we're quite comfortable and what have you we that's why bk with its client base can be flexible you haven't got if you want to do something and need to sort a, a client out you do it and i'll back you i know because i, know. I don't you don't need to make a million phone calls and have a meeting with a million people on Right, you know, I mean, I'm going back to many years ago now, National Developer, we was doing a massive project, uh, I think it was about 500 units, yeah. right, and um, a well-known British um, company was doing the social housing. Now, they had a problem, right, it was a drawings problem, and um, so the British product, the contract manager calls them in, they sent 10 people down to this meeting. Right, and anyway, as I arrived there, there was a lot of shouting from this contracts manager who's a legend in London, bless him. <laughs> um, and these guys were coming out the room, right, and he sat there, right, and he said, come in, bub, sit down. What are you here for? I said, because we've got, right. I've just had 12 people in to sort this problem out, and they can't make a decision. What's your decision? I said, it's happening now. Right, but I'm going to need extra because you're going to need this and this and that. And he went, okay, send me a quote for him, sort it. You've come all the way back. And he, then, he, then he went into bollocking me for coming all the way from <laughs> Wrexham to the east end of London. Right? But we didn't have Teams and uh, Zoom and all the communications. Mobile phones then were like a beaker and a string, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it, it was like, But that is the difference. That, that I came away and I remember getting back in the office the following day and saying to Dave Rutter, and there was only a small team of us then, six of us, and I said, that's what will make us better, because we can do it quicker, faster, right, 
and nicer. And yeah, and that's what that's that, that's the philosophy of the company, really. To be honest with you, you know, there's something else you touched on there with your point about saying that we, we make those decisions. We, I've got the flexibility and your support that I can go and say, okay, we're going to do this or or whatever to to. to alleviate any issues or whatever but there was another big important point you said there and that, and that was the fact that you got roasted by this contract manager for going to see him face to face mm. but that's also something important in how we operate we are a very face to face company yeah. not as easy at the moment because obviously yeah, people that's why I bought the latest television <laughs> we look like a film crew here you know we can we can, we can actually get through and fit kitchens on Mars with that bit of kit I'm telling you <laughs> so, yeah. so, so what Bob's talking about there is we're sat in our boardroom at BKS in Wrexham and at the end of our big board meeting table we have a 42 inch television with a gigantic state of the art webcam it basically allows us to do our video calls and our meetings uh, cross country speaking to across each other Europe. and across Europe yeah with, with with our friends over in Europe and we, we've set up for that but that, that that is a really important point and I, I, I've always taken well to what we were saying about we get in front of people yeah obviously emails and phone calls and, and certain different aspects of communication have to be used but there's nothing better than the good I'll sit down one thing wrong with emails right in my day when I was out in my younger days selling reps if you made a mistake the guy would call you in and give you a bleeping good hiding right verbally right and sometimes more than that but right <laughs> and you, you'd have a cup of coffee and you'd put it right but he didn't need to inform the whole of the company and I hear one of the philosophies of BK is I don't want to be copied in every email right you deal with it get it sorted Right. if it really comes a problem then pick the bloody phone up because yeah. we are given mouths yeah. and, and we are you know texting short fat fingers like me don't text too fast either so so communication you know map talking speaking i think gets the things done a lot quicker as well if you send an email that goes into 300 people 300 people have their input does a decision get made no but if i pick the phone up and say look john we can't do that Tuesday, but I can definitely do it on Wednesday. He may say, Bob, I can't have it Wednesday. It's got to be Tuesday. I say, well, you can't have it Tuesday because it's got to be Wednesday because we can't, I haven't got it. The decision's made. Yeah. And it happens, and everybody yeah. knows where it happens. You know? Um, and, I've, I, and I think a lot of um, building, um, we are a building industry, and I've grown up in it, and I loved it all my life, right? It's a very personal um, relationships are built. And we're not really, you know, people need to sit down in front of people, talk, or even on the phone, um, or on the webcam or whatever, right? But emails are really should just be for information, not for slagging somebody off, or it should just be information yeah. to document, like the old faxes. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, you know, that's me because I'm old. But I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I, I much prefer initial contact. Yeah. I'd be great to you. Can we meet? Can we, can we ever yeah. sit down together? Let's go out for coffee, yeah. anything like that. And even with clients, we've got uh, one of my clients, uh, they've got a new project coming up, which is going to start at the beginning of next mm. year. And I could have easily emailed her her concept designs and any sort of pricing, anything like mm. that. And we could have conferred that. But we've met we've met for coffee we've gone through it face to face and I think there are a lot of people that are grateful to think mm. for you 
They also see you prepared to make the effort. You here, here's the, here's the situation. One of our clients um, got a nice job starting. Not quite sure what they wanted to do in the kitchens. So about three weeks ago, I said to him, I said, look, you're not seeing anybody. I want to come down with my team to discuss this project. So we went on teams on the super duper camera up there on the big screen, <laughs> became a film star. And um, in fact, I wore makeup, I think. No, <laughs> no take that one off, take that one off. But, um, but anyway, we, we had a three hour meeting with his design team, our design team, and thrashed it out. Put the quote together, done it, and got the order. If we hadn't have done that on there, face to face, talking through it, we'd have done one set of drawings, you'd gone back, they then would have tweaked it, and it would have come back, yep. then it would have gone back. It most probably would come back and forward three or four times. It was done, literally three hours, job done. And we had visit, within an hour afterwards, we sent them video, um, video, Visuals. visual um, interpretations from our CAD design. Um, they come back and said, yeah, lovely, but yeah, let's do it. And that was it. Great. You know, and that, that's that's what you've got to do, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you know um, cuts all that airy-fairy messing about, you know? Agreed. Okay, so the last sort of thing we'll talk about when we talk about BK and C is the fact that we've got quite a tiered approach. Everybody say we can do a supply-only job. Yeah. We can... Don't supply like supply-only because we can't put our stamp on it. Yeah, there, there, is, there is a limit. We will do it, and, but it's not really our game. And, and that's the point really what, what I was going to get to is the fact that while we do do the supply only we also have a very good project management team yeah, and yeah. our skills when it comes to supply and fit of of uh, developments worth of kitchens having the project management there stuff like the check measures yeah. project coordinators yeah, well working with the site team yeah. to make sure it all comes it's never seen this because it's a construction industry, you know. Nothing seamless. You know. need the communication there to make it as seamless as possible. And that's what we're providing yeah. now. Uh, we've yeah, and we've got Green Dragon. We're a very green company. As a, you know, I mean, I drive an electric car. Right, you know, not an English one, but there we go. <laughs> oh, British one, shall I say? But um, no, it, you know, we're we're green. We've got all the credentials. Um, we have our own in-house health and safety. Um, offer, you know, that's employed yeah. by us to make sure we adhere to health and safety issues because again the construction industry is very um, um, into its health and safety and so it should be. Of course. Um, and we've also got our own um, magic touch up man, repair man that from when Mrs Jones is moving in there's a scratch on the door. God knows how he does it. He's one of the best isn't he? Yeah he's he just makes him disappear man. He's just unbelievable like you know, uh, unbelievable and um, so, you know, we try and supply a full service. You know, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I think that's where our, where our skill set is really comes into its own is, is with the supply of it. We, we, we are happy to... And we've now, don't forget, we've just moved into bedrooms. Not you and me, I'm not sharing a bed with you, <laughs> you but, no, but no, we've just moved into bedrooms where we have partnered up with a, um, a, a Warrington company um, and um, they're very good. Um, actually make interior wardrobes, um, dressing rooms, anything. And um, yeah, we can design all that. We can do the colour coordination now between bedroom and kitchen, so it's all the same, maybe t timber shade mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, so yeah, and we're looking forward to work. We've only just put that to, 
into our portfolio of products that we're looking forward to the near future of working with our bedroom people. They've got some pretty spectacular products. Well, yeah, but it gives us the whole, you know, um, we can offer the whole internal furnishings. And, you know, um, and I, th I think that's a very big part where to go, especially for the interior designers want to get involved with us. And, because, um, you know, we can we can sit down and really work some nice stuff out here. I met uh, a Manchester-based architect, director of an architect company mm. yesterday. And when I said to him that you can have your kitchen and your bedroom mm. coordinated, mm. he was quite impressed by that self. Mm. And it wasn't, because you can colour coordinate your kitchen and your bedroom now by using an 18mm MFC chipboard yeah. with a, an horrible 2mm edge all the way around. But that's, we're not on that level no. of product. No. We're on a much higher level yeah, of product. Right, yeah. So when we can show him that you can have the designer European kitchen and then you can have the designer coordinated bedroom furniture yeah. as well, he was yeah. really impressed yeah. by that. And as an architect, he's somebody who is obviously designing developments and plots. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's something we should have done. We did dip our toes in it some time ago, but we didn't. We, we learned a lot from it. We did it wrong. <laughs> but we learned a lot but we need a proper bedroom specialist to come uh, along because it is, it is different to kitchens yeah um, and um, so from that learning curve we're hoping this time we've got it better like fingers crossed the, 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 there's, there's a lot to the to the new bedroom furniture but I think we've the way we've got things set up it's got to oh, be an I know great a great um, a great um, outfit we're doing absolutely yeah. Could, um, couldn't agree more Okay, I think we'll wrap it up for there for this week. Next, so, can I go to the pub now, please? You certainly can. Well, it's Friday night, and I'm going to go to the pub. You know, <laughs> well, I need to buy your party. I'm going to say if you're if you're buying on with you. Um, next week we're going to talk about the ideal target market. Yeah. What we got to offer them explicitly, and how we're going to do it now. Current events in the industry we'll cover, and also how this year could change things forever. I think it will. I will do, I mean, you know, I do believe that this is not going to disappear for a long time. I, I hear it regularly that this is life as we know it now. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I'm going to get a designer mask on. <laughs> I am. Oh, yeah, what are you oh. going to have in it? Oh. Best kitchen. Bob's kitchen. Bob and Keith. You know. <laughs> no, no. no I, I think that's, that's going to be the market now, designer masks. Design them. I mean, I people are wearing stuff like that. I've, I've seen several of the, uh, the, of the teenage uh, generation now, Adidas and yeah, Nike branded masks. The new fashion, isn't it? Yeah. The mask. So you, you, get, you go to JD Sports and you can get your brand new Nike trainers and a mask at the same time. Yeah, yeah and, and finally, That's we, that is because the trainers smell. <laughs> you put the mask on so you can't smell your dirty trainers. <laughs> And this is why we've called the podcast Bob Knows Best. So don't forget, wear your mask when taking off your trainers. <laughs> this is amazing. So lastly, before we go, we are launching an Ask Me Anything segment at the end of every show. So you can email us a question you would like to ask either me or Bob, and we will pick at least one to answer on the next show. Might not work straight away. We've obviously got to get some listeners first. This is the first one. Well, after I've heard this, we one or two at least. <laughs> well, if not, I'll ask you a question. Okay, can I'll, I'll think of one. So the email address, if you want to ask a question, the email address is bkpodcast at yahoo.com. 
That's bkpodcast at yahoo.com. Send us your question in, and we will, if, if we like what we're reading, we will answer, ask that question on the next show and answer it. So that's it for this week. If you would like to know more, you can visit our website, www.bknc.co.uk. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn too for daily updates on all of our products and services. Thanks a lot for your time, Bob, and we will see you next week. Thanks, Anthony. That's great. Thank you.